Hi, Kyle Denton, host of Leadership Daily. Super excited to have my co-host, Nicole Taylor, here. Uh, we're focused on the future of leadership with the goal to impact, inform, and inspire the next generation of leaders. Welcome to Leadership Daily, where together we answer what's next for the future of leadership. Uh, so super excited to have you back with me, Nicole. Tell excited me, to be here. Where did we leave off last episode? Yeah, so the we we first started talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility, and kind of the foundation of what those terms mean. And then the last time we started talking about how it connects to the mission, and we went over several things, but we weren't even able to really fully discuss that topic in the time that we had because it's it's such a big topic. So I was thinking that we kind of pick up where we left off and talk a little bit more about really how diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility how it's an important strategic component to achieving your mission. That sounds awesome. Yeah. We were just starting to get into the good stuff. Uh, I mean, it's all good, but you know, how does it go from just the understanding of it to how do you start applying it and how does it make the shift? I, I, if I remember right, we were talking about culture last. So take it away. I'm here to learn from you. So you got the mic. Okay. So one of the things that I really want to talk about last time was innovation and how diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility are so important to innovation efforts, which we know are key in the future, right? That we're innovating and that we're agile organizations so that we can compete in this marketplace. So for innovation, if you'll remember diversity, we define as really everything that makes people similar and different from one another. Yeah. So it's all those different things, not just the typical demographics that people tend to think of when they think of diversity. It's not just race or ethnicity or gender. It's really all those different things. It could be your place in the organization, your skill set, your education, where you grew up, uh, your socioeconomic status. So many different things tie into to diversity because it's all about diverse perspectives. So then that's one of the keys when we talk about innovation is we want that diversity because we want diversity of thought. That's the goal. So if you're an organization, you know, that's focused on lean, that's focused on quality, that's focused on innovation and new ideas, you can't really fully realize that without making sure that you have a diverse workforce or else you just have groupthink, right? People get together, there's similar backgrounds, they think similar, similarly, and you're not going to get the best, uh, most innovative ideas. So I guess one of the questions I'm, I'm curious, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here, how as a leader and as an organization, does it go from diverse ideas to innovation and action? This is a great question because it's not just the people in the organization, right? You have to recruit for diversity. You have to bring diverse talent and diverse perspectives in. So that's one key component, right? So we're assuming that that's already happened. We have a diverse group, uh, diversity of thought. That doesn't necessarily mean, like you said, that you're going to get innovation. So how do you step to that? Well, that's where inclusion comes in. So inclusion is the idea that you're creating this culture where people feel safe, where they can step forward with ideas. They can authentically be themselves and come to work and fully participate and be engaged. So without that inclusion, you're not going to get an environment where people feel safe 
to speak their ideas and, and to be fully themselves. Okay. Okay. So I don't okay. know about you, but if you've ever been in a meeting or in a team where, you know, the team is all going down one road and they're about to make a decision and everyone's agreeing and you're sitting there going, why are we making this decision? But you don't feel safe enough to speak up, whether it's you'll be ostracized or you think someone's going to make fun of you or, you know, maybe you don't feel like your your voice is valued. Hopefully you haven't been in that situation, but I think most of us have been in that place where we, you know, we just kind of feel like the outsider for whatever reason, we don't feel safe to speak up. Yeah, That's bad. That's right. That's not an inclusive culture. Obviously, in order to come up with new ideas, you have to be able to have healthy conflict where you can respectfully discuss differing points of view. That's how you build off one another and really come up with innovative ideas. Oh, that it's, it's starting to click. I'm firing on all cylinders here. That, I mean, it makes sense to me. Like if people don't feel safe to speak, even how do you get the diverse ideas? I I know some organization cultures can be toxic. When I was less progressed in my career, you know, I'd be told you're just a in or whatever position. You're just a worker. You're just a mechanic. You're right. just a, and it's like, well, I have ideas, right? Right. It's making sense. Thank you. Well, again, that diversity, right? Sometimes when you're brand new to the organization, you can actually see things things that culture has made people blind to, right? Once you realize what the culture is and you know how to fit in, people kind of tend to go with the flow, even if they are kind of out of the box thinkers, it's just kind of what we all do to fit in. But those new people coming in, they can see things sometimes that we're blind to like, Hey, why are you doing it this way? This doesn't make sense. So again, that diversity in perspective is really key. And if people at all levels don't feel safe to speak up because like you pointed out, Oh, you're just a worker. You've only been here a couple of years that can have significant negative impact to the ideas that are coming out of the organization. Wow. Yeah. I remember uh, we hired, hired this one analyst and they had no experience in our work unit. And they came in with, like you said, fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, why, why do you do X? And then um, we'd be like, well, that's because that's what everybody does. And it'd be like, well, you know, at this other organization, we did Y and Z. I'm like, huh? Yeah, that still gets us through the alphabet. Let's try it out. So that's cool. Yeah. So another thing that I've seen is sometimes when you've been in an organization for a while and you know some of the limitations of that organization or some of the the barriers, for instance, you work in a very large organization, oftentimes you meet with a lot of bureaucracy. So for myself, for instance, I've been in my organization for a while. There's things that I've seen tried in the past that if someone comes to me with an idea, I might kind of automatically go, oh, you can't do that, or it would be too hard, or it would take too much work. It's very easy to kind of knock down ideas that that don't fit in with how things have been in the past or that seem like they would be difficult. Now, there is some wisdom to that in the effect that you want to steer people in the right direction and, you know, give them good boundaries to, to which they're empowered in. You don't want to set up people for failure, obviously. But at the same time, it's really key to not stifle that brainstorming because if you're already saying, Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. 
it shuts down people to be creative and really brainstorming is you kind of throw everything at the wall. Nothing is a stupid idea. And that helps you come up with ideas that maybe you might've missed in the past. So Again, it's really key that you have this environment where people can just put out ideas and where you have kind of a structured system for how you brainstorm and, and think about innovative ideas. Where I think a lot of organizations kind of fall flat is coming up with a good proposal process. So in what, what are the ways that you really write down what your idea is, you submit it, you get champions for that idea, you're able to see what are some of the barriers, what are some ways that we can move forward and potentially uh, complete this idea or what things might get in our way. This is something that we try to put together for our employee resource groups so that they're able to come up with ideas and really work on the innovative part of it of what are the potential barriers and how do we work through these and how do we implement something in a large organization. That, that was the drive training was kind of the base for that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, that's super fascinating. I was just in touch with April recently. So, oh, wow. Um, that's super awesome. I mean, maybe I say super too much, but yeah, that's like superhero level. Awesome. Um, it's something that it comes out in a few different like digital transformation, leading change, innovation, uh, lean process improvement, continuous improvement. There's all these different uh, specific brands or angles or focuses. And it, how do you put in place a system where people can generate ideas? A MasterCard has a three box system. Each one's a different color. Mm-hmm. And in the first one, it's like any employee can get a box with a chart. They can apply, they get the box and it has like notepads and sticky notes and a charge card with a thousand dollars and they can go schedule a room. And with this, I don't remember which color box, so don't quote me. It's like orange box or something with the orange box. They can go and brainstorm and make a little mock-up or demo the charge card and they can try it out. And Then there's the next level box and then the next level box, three levels. So from idea, they can apply for the next level where they can go offline from their normal job if they have a full proposal and everything. And they're like, oh yeah, this is working. We did the pilot, the demo. And like one of the most important things Um, going from at any of these levels. So from the proposal to like a larger pilot to actually flesh out from ideas to here's an actual, like, let's really experiment to the next level box, which is we're going to go make this ready for market. The ideas have to be, it has to be safe. Just like you said, it has to be safe for us to try the idea And to actually like one thing that people hate the word failure, it didn't work. And the CEO of of MasterCard at the time, I don't know if it's the same one. It was like, we didn't fail. We learned that lesson faster than anybody else could. Yeah. That's what you had me thinking about. It's like, how do we do that? How do we do that? And, you know, a, a lot of folks are like, oh, well, that's maybe not diversity, equity, inclusion, but it's like, no, if people don't feel safe to speak, you're not going to change that with a colored right. box. MasterCard did a lot of other things first before they got to that point. The culture had to shift. Absolutely. That's fascinating. All right. Yeah. And you have to, you have to have that diverse, those diverse perspectives, right? You have to have that diverse team. So that's the thing is that a lot of these things that we're talking about, 
they're multifaceted approaches. So you're really taking a strategic systems view approach to these concepts and diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility we see really ties into a lot of them. So the innovation, you can put together the, the perfect system, kind of like what you were just talking about. Uh, but if you don't have that diverse talent, you're really not going to get the best ideas. So an example from Google, I think this was, um, they were working with, I think it was YouTube on how they were going to go from the iPhone to posting, shooting a video on your iPhone and then posting it on YouTube. And what they found out was that I think it was about 15% of the videos were coming up upside down and they couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. So they did a little bit of research and looked into it. And what was happening was that the team that designed the software were almost all right-handed. And they didn't account for how people shoot video if they're left-handed. And so once they did, then they were able to, you know, come up with a way that all the videos could then uh, be posted the right way. So that's kind of a good example of when you don't have a diverse team, you might not even consider potential barriers to your customer or, you know, or to putting out your product that if you had a more diverse team, you might be able to think of those things. And that's what we find with diversity and inclusion is that it decreases the risks and it increases innovation because you're able to spot more potential barriers and come up with better ideas. So again, this is something that we're seeing in research, which is why it's such a focus in business right now, because we know that it has a meaningful impact on the culture and on strategy and your mission. Wow. Yeah. I, one of the things I, I heard, one of the things that I connected to is, you know, we're seeing diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility uh, connected in all these different ways. And, you know, with the, the future of leadership, you know, it's one of the key things. Um, and I think there's the question of why we're answering part of that because mm-hmm. it's about people. Leadership is a ship. Uh, you look at companionship, mentorship, they're all relationships and diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility is all about just people, all of it. And so if you have nobody to come up with the idea, nobody to execute the idea, nobody who wants the idea, I mean, how are you going to innovate anything? It's crazy. Exactly. Um, You just, you go back to, this is about people and the people of our organization, the customers, the stakeholders, the people we protect. So that's that's what came to mind. And I just had to share that. Like, if you go back to why are we doing what we do, it is to impact, inform, and inspire people, right? Absolutely. Awesome. So, yeah. And that's, that's why I love diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, because I, I care about making the workforce better for people as a leader. And not only can you do that, you know, in your day-to-day work with your team, but I think it's really important to look at it from an organization level. How can you make things better for the people in your organization, period? How do you make this a place where you retain good talent because they feel valued, they feel like they're contributing something important, and they want to be a part of that? And they want to continue to be a part of that. And I think that's what every organization is looking for. And again, diversity, equity, inclusion ties directly into all those things. So the next thing I kind of want to talk about is, again, that mission impact, how this all ties together. So Mm -hmm. you have your opportunity, which you just did a perfect segue. The opportunity is the diversity and the value that your people bring. 
that's what every organization's opportunity is. No matter what product you're putting out, your people are really the ones that are the brains behind it, that are the ones doing it. They're your, really your biggest resource. So then you have the culture and systems that the leadership and management put in place in the organization, right? And those come from the actions of management. So how are you choosing to act as a manager? Where are you choosing to focus your time and invest? Are you investing in equitable systems and inclusion? Okay, so that's a good segue. I want to talk about a little bit more about how diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility really impact the mission and our culture. The opportunity, uh, like you were saying, our people are the most important part, right? They're our most important resource. It's their ideas, their skills that really put together our products or achieve our mission. So your opportunity in your organization is really, it's your people. But more than that, it's the diversity of your people. Because if you don't have those different skill sets, those different perspectives, you're, again, we just went over this. You're not going to have the innovation. You're not going to, you're not really going to be able to effectively achieve your mission. So that's, that's the opportunity. Then you have your culture and systems, and this is what your leadership and your management team build, right? They build the culture and they build the systems based on where they choose to put their energy and their focus in the organization. So if you choose the action of equity and inclusion, that's what you choose to put into your system, then you're going to get a reaction from your people. Whatever action you put in, there's going to be a reaction. So if you're investing equity and inclusion, the reaction that you're going to get is respect, trust, and belonging. Mm. Okay. And the outcomes of that to your mission, how that impacts your mission, you're going to have an organization that is agile. You're going to see ingenuity. You're going to see resiliency from your people. Bad things will happen in any industry. Bad things happen to employees in their personal lives at work. But there's resiliency when they can trust their team. There's resiliency when they have equitable processes. Again, we're all seeing that like with COVID and the pandemic, people are struggling. And when they have the support that they need in an inclusive environment and they feel good to come to work and be authentic and they feel safe, we see resiliency and that positively impacts the organization and the employees. You're also going to see higher levels of engagement. People want to work in that environment. You know, we're hearing stories of employees who are not making the most money, but they're in an environment where they feel good. They feel respected. They feel like they're doing something valuable. And so they want to stay in that environment. And we're seeing a lot more of, you know, younger generations, as opposed to some of the older generations that value that enough for it to be more important or just as important as pay. And then the last one is teamwork. When you have an inclusive environment uh, where people feel authentic and safe, you're going to ultimately have better teamwork and collaboration. So on the other side of that, then the unfortunate thing is, again, we're going back to actions and what you're investing in your culture and environment. Unfortunately, you don't actually have to do anything to get the negative results, right? We know that with people problems, you can't just ignore them and they go away. So when you're not actively investing in your culture and you're just letting whatever happens happen, you're going to get inequity and exclusion if you're not actively investing in equity and inclusion. So the problem with that is then you're going to get that reaction from your workforce, right? And what is that reaction going to be? It's going to be fear. People are going to feel marginalized. They're not part of the in-group. They're out for whatever reason. They're going to feel like there's favoritism and there's going to be an insecurity in your work environment that's going to have a negative impact on your employees and your culture. 
And so the outcomes of that and how it affects your mission is you status quo, you know, people just want to feel, they just want to be a part of the in-group. They just want to fit in. And so you're going to get groupthink, status quo, people just trying to come to work and survive, not really being themselves and fully engaging in the process. You're going to have low creativity. You're going to have attrition. People will only trudge on so long in an environment where they don't feel safe or they don't feel valued and respected. And then you're also unfortunately going to get harassment and discrimination. So these are things that we know happens in every organization, but there's definitely risk factors and things that, that make them more likely to occur. So if you have an environment that cares about inclusion and diversity and really values teamwork in that respectful environment, you're going to see lower legal costs. You're going to see, again, better cohesion and teamwork because we know that harassment and discrimination has so many negative impacts, not only on the victims, but also on the people that see that behavior. It just negatively impacts your culture overall and can, it can really have a lot of impacts on the people personally and on your mission. So this is really what we're looking at when we take a systems view, diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, it has these huge impacts on your culture and therefore on your mission. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, if you're, if your organization wants to do things more cost-effectively, cheaper, better, faster, and do new and creative things that their, uh, their competitors, whether it's a country or another company, they're going to want to focus on people yeah, and creating absolutely. an environment for people. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. So I'm excited. Uh, so what's next? What, I mean. Oh, there, there are so many topics when we're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, accessibility, you know, we've just scratched the surface, kind of laid the foundation of what some of the terms mean and how it ties to mission. But we have so many other topics to really get into the nitty gritty of how do you do that? What does that look like? What's an example? What does research tell us are the best practices or things that we need to be aware of when we're actually implementing that? And those are the hard parts. And that's why I'm really excited to continue with this series and really get into, you know, just you as a leader. How do you be an inclusive leader? How do you foster that environment with your team? You as a leader in an organization where you're looking at that culture and those systems, what kind of things do you need to look for? What are best practices? What can you learn from other organizations? What's working? What's not working? There's so many different, so many different things that we can look at and that we're going to be going over that I think will be really, really valuable to people so that they have the knowledge and skills to go and implement it in their own organization. Oh man, this is, this is going to be exciting. I'm excited. So tell me what is, what is one thing, one action that a person new to leadership or aspiring to be a leader from wherever they are, whether it's a position or a desire to inform, impact, inspire others, up to those who have senior level roles in their organization, you know, what's a, an action that those folks can take today? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. So one action that you can take personally as a leader is sit down and reflect on your own team and the culture of your team. So are people able to come up to you and disagree with something that you say, again, respectfully, but is that, is that safe for people to do? And if you think it's safe, really what I want you to do is think, when's the last time somebody did that? 
Mm. because it's different. You can tell people like, oh, don't worry, come up and tell me if you don't like something or feel free to disagree with me. It's one thing to say it. You know, when you're successful, when people will actually do that. So when's the last time someone actually did that? What about your coworkers or your team and how they interact with one another? Do you see healthy conflict where people, again, respectfully will call other people out? Hey, that made me uncomfortable. Or, you know, I really don't think that's the best idea. And here's why. Are you seeing those discussions? If you're not, then that is a problem. And really, I would just start out with identifying if you have that problem or not. Here's another thing to look for. Are people agreeing in meetings and then leaving and going and talking about how they disagree outside the meeting? That is an indicator that they don't feel safe to speak up in the meeting. So again, start to identify behaviors that either show that your environment is safe or show that it's not safe. And then really keep an eye out the next couple of days to see how does your team interact and what kind of environment do you have? All right. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Reflect on my team, their culture. When's the last time I was challenged? I mean, maybe even that term there is just a little overbearing in its choice. When's the last time a constructive idea was brought up, a criticism, whatever term we use? See, I had an aversion even to saying challenge at first. I mean, it should be okay. We talk about taking on great challenges, right? And yet when somebody is challenged, it's negative connotation. So, okay. And then the other is, make sure I'm tracking this right. The other was to look how others are interacting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm excited. This is so much to unpack and I think one of the most critical parts about the future of leadership is how do we impact, inform and inspire? What is the focus for the future of leadership and the people right there? Especially as we're able to get more better faster ideas, diversity is the key. How do we include those folks? How do we make it an equitable system and accessible too? That's the thing as we have hybrid teams in different places and we're able to hire on-demand workers or workers from across the world. It's so much to look at yet so critical. So let's take a journey. It'll be good. Yep. Sounds great. All right. For everybody listening out there, Thank you. We appreciate you. And even more than that, we appreciate your criticism. What do you think would be a better way, something different to talk about? How can we share this a little bit better? Or what do you like about what we're talking about? Just really interested in the conversation. And then we have a special guest real quick. Are you going to come over here super fast? Oh my gosh. Number one fan. This is my daughter, Annabelle. Look at that awesome hair. Oh my God. It's beautiful. Annabelle. All right. Say bye, Nico. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye, sweetie. Um, The future of leadership right there. Yes. So So for everybody out there, (laughs) tell us what you're thinking. And also... Help us keep focused on the right things that are going to make the impact for you, inform you, and inspire you to be the leader you were meant to be. Until next time, post it in social, wherever you are, hashtag leadership daily. And we're looking forward to a good challenge. Bye, everybody. Bye.